Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Struck him out with a curveball. Matt Bush does the job for the crew here tonight. Finishes off yet another 5-3 victory over Tampa. Entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. All oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local. It's time for Good the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Tim Shake. That was Jeff Levering on the call. A lot of, uh, hey, look who's warming up. What the hell? Who's What's going on last night? Matt Bush comes in, gets the save. Where was Josh Hader? Uh, he was actually on the Padres. He got traded there. Where was Devin Williams? Well, Council said he needed another recovery day. He just pitched four out of five games. They did have an off day on Monday, but they weren't going to go to Devin. Where was Taylor Rogers? Didn't we trade for Taylor Rogers? Wasn't he supposed to give some support? Guess, guess what, guys? Get this. Taylor Rogers. Had a cortisone injection in his knee. What's it? Pro- it's pronounced injection. What did I say? Okay. I was about to say, uh, what? Inje- in what? In you, what? You were about to say? No, no, no. You. Sorry. What What did you say? You were going to tell t- t- shut up. I said injection. What did I say? Ingestion? Ingestion. You said something. You just slurred it all together. Yeah. I did do that. It's okay. I I'll live. You. Yeah. He had a cortisone injection in his knee and was unavailable. Uh, Excuse me? Taylor Rogers, according to Adam McCalvey, he'll join us in a half hour, said his left knee has been bothering him for several months. I was trying to keep it more on the down low because I didn't want it to be something you could blame your struggles on. But yeah, it was kind of bugging me for a while and treatment wasn't taking. So we're going to try this step and see if it helps. Apparently, he should be available today. So the Brewers make this trade. They got the win last night, okay? And let's let's go through this here. The Brewers make this trade. 414-677-1250. You know the number. Maybe you don't. We changed it. 677-1250. You can tweet us at 1250 AM the fan. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. Lakeland University Studios. Lakeland.edu. The Brewers trade Josh Hader for two minor leaguers. And two guys that are going to help at the major league level. Josh Hader last night threw 37 pitches, the most he's ever thrown in an inning. 
He blew a save. He didn't even finish the inning. He blew a save. Padres still won, but he blew a save. Taylor Rogers couldn't play last night because of his knee. That was one of the major leaguers they traded for. But they also traded for Matt Bush. And Matt Bush came in and got the save and looked pretty good doing it. Okay, so if we're looking at this trade, again, we're just looking at one night here. That's uh, Brewers hater, check. Okay? Brewers Rogers because it opened the way for Bush, check. And then Denelson Lamette, who the Brewers acquired, was supposed to be one of these major league guys. I don't think the Brewers realized he was out of options, so they had to DFA him. He signed with the Rockies. He had two scoreless innings last night, two strikeouts. Do you know who the Rockies played, though? They played the Cardinals. So what the Brewers did last night was we gave another team a closer who blew the game. Now the Padres, we need them to lose. If if they're, if, you know, we need, we're scoreboard watching. I think the Padres will get in, but hey, now the Padres did win, but the Brewers, they traded a guy away and he, he almost cost his team the game. We traded for another guy who had this mystery knee injury, but it allowed another guy we traded for to step up and get the save. And maybe that's another option. And then the guy that we didn't realize he was out of options for, he's now in the Rockies and he helped the Brewers because the Rockies beat the Cardinals. So all in all, I would say that last night, I would say that we won this trade. Yeah, we won the trade. I can I can go with that. We won the trade, guys. We're Ooh. looking for positive things. Here we won the, the trade. Brewers. We won the trade. We won the trade. Sing it. We won the trade, my friends. Even though one guy got cut and one guy had a mystery knee injury. And Josh Hader's an all-star. And Devin Williams couldn't pitch. No time for losers. Because we won the trade. Free David Stearns. I've done better. Yeah, did Nelson Lamette two score the inning last night? I'd say that's pretty okay. Uh, for the Rockies. We asked you guys yesterday on Twitter. We had put a poll up. Oh. Yeah. We said, do you think the Brewers will make the playoffs? 74% of you said no. After last night's events, we asked you, do you think the Brewers will make the playoffs? <laughs> 65% of you said no. Keep coming over to the yeses you know. That's a from 10% yesterday. swing so far, Tim Shea. Almost 100 votes, too. So That's a 10% swing. So you want to look at it the other way. 25% yesterday said yes. We're up to 35% saying yes. Interesting. Let's see what happens today very very interesting maybe we'll post this poll up later maybe we'll post it tomorrow maybe the brewers they haven't lost the raise this year they might have the raise number maybe they beat the raise today 110 first pitch i like our chances brandon woodruff on the hill yep. today brandon woodruff <laughs> thank you pitching okay. today one to one brandon one to one brandon we are one to one in what words we cannot pronounce Padres play the Giants again. They could get swept by the Giants. Well, no, they won last night. I keep forgetting that. But I they know. they are they were on a five game losing streak. But the Padres have the Giants today at three. 
And the Cardinals play the Rockies again tonight at 740. So let's say Colorado wins again. Maybe the Padres lose. Maybe the Brewers win. Suddenly, we would be tied for not only the wild card if we need it, we would also be tied for the NL Central. Going into a big, a massive, Tim Allen would say, probably the biggest three games of the year. I would think so. And I think you would have to agree with that, right? I think that I am going to agree with that. It's the chance for one of these teams to try to put themselves out in front in this division. Even though the Brewers were just up four games in the division. They were, and then they were down two. Hey, Saturday, you're going to want to be there if you're a uh, Cardinals fan. A lot of old Cardinals are coming back for the game on Saturday. Whitey Herzog, Ozzy Smith, Willie McGee, Keith Hernandez, uh, Dave LaPointe, Ken Overfell, Mike Ramsey. Wait a minute. I know these guys. These are the 1982 Cardinals that beat the Brewers in the World Series. Don't tell me. Oh, no, it's happening. They are having the 1982 40th anniversary celebration this weekend against the Brewers. Ay, Dios míos. Are the Brewers going to play along like they did last time where the old Powder Blues or maybe the City Connects? Those are blue. Are I they wouldn't gonna... play along. I You wear your road uniforms and you go out there and you beat them. Yeah, you show Get back them who, at them. You show them who's boss, man. You show them who's boss. Who cares about 82? This is the two, 2022 championship season. No, I don't think the Brewers won this trade with the Padres, even though the situation worked out for ah, them last night. Ah, you sang about it, Bart. I did. Yeah, I did. So that, that's on the record. Nah, well, I'm telling you, I'm backing off from that. I'm backing off. I don't think they won this trade. And yesterday, remember yesterday I said I was in the Dunn Club, 414-677-1250. I said, I don't think the Brewers will make the playoffs. This weekend's big. What did I say? If they could win 11 out of 15 between the Rays, Cardinals, Dodgers, Cubs, Dodgers, then I'll I'll revoke my Dunn Club membership. So right now they're they're one of one, mm-hmm. and now I just need to win 10 of 14. Or 10 more. Yeah. 11 minus 1 is 10 now. I, I thank you. They changed I, that last I, week. They had an emergency meeting. Uh, think before you speak. Think before you speak. <laughs> think before you speak. <laughs> what have I done to you? You made me go crazy, Bart. So they didn't. Uh, the Brewers made me go crazy. I think they made everyone go crazy. I think so, too. That's why I'm excited to talk to Adam McKelvey, 830. You know, I want to know, like, the situation of, is the front office, are they, like, friends? What's going on? Did the Brewers know that Lamette didn't have this option? Did the Brewers know that Trevor Rogers, Taylor Rogers, which one do we have? Who cares? Did they know that he's got a knee injury that he needed a shot for this weekend? Did Devin Williams not pitch last night because it was a, a fatigue thing or a mental thing? What's the deal? You know, These are the things I want to know, but I also want to know from Adam, do you remember a period like this? With Brewers baseball, I can't remember a time where in this last two weeks they've been more interesting. Like, this has been bad. It's been awful. It's been awful being a Brewers fan the last two weeks. They didn't trade for anybody good. They didn't trade for a bat. They traded for all these relievers. 
We don't. We didn't even talk much about Trevor Rosenthal, who they somehow traded for, took on salary, even though they could have signed him two weeks before the trade deadline. Is he going to miraculously come back and be our closer in, in uh, October here? What's the deal? Who's our closer last week of the season? Bush, Rogers, Devin, or Rosenthal? Is that a poll question? Oh, yeah, I can put that up if you'd like. Who is I'm- most likely closing games the last week of the season? Williams, Bush, Rogers, or uh, Rosenthal? Trevor, do first name, last name if you can for me, please. That'll be that'll be an exciting poll that I think is a, a great idea, and then we'll get 43 votes. And then when I look at the poll, instead of going, oh, we got uh, – I'll, I'll look, it says 43. That's bad. I'll say, oh, we got scores of votes here. <laughs> I'll Ton, even do the hashtag. I'll even do the hashtag Brewers. Ooh so yeah, hashtag Brewers. Most likely closing games for the hashtag Brewers. Because if you put hashtag Brewers, then people that search hashtag Brewers, nobody does that anymore. You just type in Brewers, hashtag. Oh, I'm doing it. Yeah, no, do it, do it, do it. People, people, people do. And then maybe add some people that will retweet us. Uh, who would retweet us? Toby Altizer. Uh, Toby might. Uh, you could add uh, Radio Joe Sports might give us an RT. Let's see. Maybe maybe at D-Train 23 maybe. No. Devin. Maybe at Josh Hader. What's he, what, is he on Twitter? I don't think so. Josh Hader? I think he deleted it. What happened? Uh, some things happened last year. Oh. Or two oh, years ago. Yeah. Ooh, forgot about that. Jeez. Forgot about that. But I don't know that we get to a point. Although with Josh Hader, they are going to stay with him. This is not going to be a situation where they don't stay with him. I feel like if this continues, because he struggled in July, or June really, in July, and then he started to do better after the All-Star break. He's gone over there. He looked good his first time out. He did get a win to his name. And then they used him in an inning the other night. They were down one nothing. They lost one nothing. But they lose. They they use him last night. And then he, 37 pitches, and he gave up a, three runs. And then they eventually won the game, but he had blown the save. So one of the things when Josh Hader gets traded is a lot of people wonder, well, is there something that the Brewers knew? Is there something they knew about Josh Hader? He was apparently tipping some of his pitches that last month. And so I don't know if that was still the case. That was a report I saw. I don't know if that was still the case into last night. Well, didn't some of those games come against – the San Francisco Giants, who the Padres just played last night. Yeah, maybe they have the book on Josh Hader. Maybe they do. But I still expect Josh Hader to have a dynamic end of the season. Oh, here. without a doubt. I, I don't think yeah. that there's going to be any concern or issue about that going forward. For the Brewers to win this trade, well, first of all, if they don't make the playoffs this year, they don't win the trade. Right. This was my requirement when the Packers drafted Jordan Love. I said, for that draft pick to be a success, the Packers need to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers and win a Super Bowl with Jordan Love. Is that fair? I don't know. That's what I said at the time. I guess I'm still going to stick to that. Because you could have drafted a guy that would have helped you win a Super Bowl the last couple of years. And we're all high on Jordan Love now. He's having a nice camp. We're excited to watch him on Friday. But remember, they had a... They had a, they're a game away from the Super Bowl, and they went and drafted a quarterback in the first round, and he's he's only played when Rodgers has had COVID or didn't feel like playing the second half. That's you didn't you, that has so far has not been a good draft pick. 
but there's still time. So far, this has not been a good trade for the Brewers, but there's still time. Now, what are these guys? What is it? Gasser and uh, Ruiz, this pitcher and this outfielder. Could we see Ruiz at some point this season? That would make things interesting. You know, he is in AAA. AAA is loaded right now. They got, like, everyone. Every outfielder that you know outside of Jackson Churio, the 18-year-old kid in uh, Wisconsin right now with the Timber Rattlers, every outfielder you know is in Nashville. And they had Keston Hero with that, too. They've, they're they're loaded. So maybe the Brewers look at it as we're trying to win the Nashville Sounds Championship, and then we gotta we got to win the minor league levels, then we'll try to win at the major league level. We, we, we made a – we're buyers – we are buyers, they'll say, for the AAA team. We're sellers on the big league level, but we're buyers on the on the AAA team. So for them to win this trade, I mean, Hader would have to really struggle, and I know that he struggled more often than not, but I, I do not think that's the norm. I do not think last night is the norm. I, I, I didn't watch the 37 pitches. I didn't see what the situation was, if he was a lack of command or what. I just, you know, looked at the box score and passed it off like I did. But I did not see the pitches last night. So, you know, their their games today, I wonder, hell, he's pitched the last two games, though. I don't know if they put him in today, if if it is a situation that calls for it. I mean, you have Woodruff on the mound. You would imagine he goes at least six or seven. Yeah, so for the Brewers today, you got Woody. I feel like they don't know what they want to do with these guys. Because last night it was Gott, Milner, and Box to go six, seven, eight. You've got Bush. You've got Rogers. You got rid of Jake McGee. Jake McGee was part of this. So they ended up cutting Jake McGee after Denelson Lamette. Yep. And then they brought up Jason Alexander, who didn't pitch. Well, then why didn't they get rid of McGee? That's a great question. What are they doing? What we needed, we need to see one more out of Jake McGee. They keep giving these guys these last chance, and they don't do anything with it. That's why I kind of thought that I, for a second, I thought that they were gonna. I don't think Craig would ever tank a game, but I thought he was. I thought he was flirting with disaster last night. I thought he was like, let's see what happens here. I mean, it all worked out. The oh, it all worked out pretty well. And, and so, what do we say? He pressed all the right buttons. Yeah, I mean, he did. I actually wouldn't mind seeing. Matt Bush back out there. Well, it's because it worked out. Well, he's got electric stuff, too. I mean, this was about as high risk, high reward of a situation the Brewers found themselves in all season. Because Matt Bush, they went with Matt Bush. And he had to deliver. Deliver, he did. He rose up to the occasion. You can't take anything away about Matt Bush from last night. You want to look at his career. You want to look at this season. Last night, he had an opportunity to come in in a big spot, and he made it happen when everybody was preparing for the worst. Because the way this week has gone, we had Devin Williams blow a game. We've had Taylor Rogers struggle. We've had Boxberger struggle. We had Bush struggle even before uh, last week when he got in. Everything that could have gone wrong. All these guys that they acquired. Lamette couldn't even stay on the team. And Matt Bush had an opportunity last night. I mean, it was a tough week. Because when you trade for the bullpen, when you trade for bullpen guys, and they're the ones... I don't want to say costing them games because they got in the position to be there, but they were not producing. They were not producing. And if you would have had Matt Bush last night, then take his turn as a guy who failed. Oh, my God. I can only imagine the reaction today. But this is baseball. You know, last night you had a good night. You had the Cardinals lose and you had the Brewers win. And suddenly 
what was a three-game deficit has become now a one-game deficit with the opportunity to tie it up as soon as today and take the lead this weekend. Ultimately, what I said yesterday when I was looking around at the NL Central and the NL race is the Dodgers and the Mets are going to get in. There's no way. There's no, there's no way about it. They could have the milkmen play for them with all due, and they would still have a good enough record to get in. They're in. I think the Braves get in. I think the Padres with that lineup, they get in. So that's four teams now. And then it becomes the Phillies, Cardinals, and Brewers. I think those are the three teams that are really playing for spots, two spots from the three. Obviously, a couple more ways for the Brewers and the Cardinals to get in. I don't think the Cardinals miss the playoffs. I don't think the Cardinals miss the playoffs. I think they will find a way. Miles Michaelis had an awful night last night. He gave up 10 runs and 14 hits in two and two-thirds innings. That's not going to happen again. So he had an awful night. That's not going to happen again. But I see the Phillies. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious about the Phillies. Phillies did win last night. But this is I think this is how it's going to be. I think this is how it's going to be the rest of the season. And that's why we're asking you the same question that we asked you yesterday and getting some Twitter responses on it is, do you think the Brewers will make the playoffs? Yesterday, 25% of you said no or yes. And today, about 36% of you are saying yes. Because baseball is going to ebb and flow like this. There's going to be games where the Brewers win a couple and maybe the Cardinals lose. And it's really going to – we're on a roller coaster here. It's really going to feel like things are happening pretty violently as things go forward. Because if the Cardinals come in and take two or three, if we go down there they take two or three, well, then we're going to panic again. If they sweep us, the season's going to be over again. If somehow we go down there and sweep them, well, then who knows what garbage is going to come out of our mouths. See, this is one schedule I don't think we went over yesterday because yesterday we went over the Cardinals, we went over San Diego, we went over – I don't think we went over Philadelphia because I'm looking at their schedule right now. They're done with the Mets in the mid-August. They don't play the Mets anymore. They do play um, Toronto. They do play Houston. But they have they have an easy schedule, too, down the stretch. What do so, they have the next the rest of the month? The rest of this month. So they're at New York starting this week and then at Cincinnati. New York Mets? New York Mets. And then Cincinnati. And then Cincinnati. And then at home against the Mets for four. And then at home against Cincinnati. Well, those games Cincinnati. could be pretty. Yeah, I mean, that, Cincinnati that's, and Pittsburgh. So we're rooting for the Mets, I guess? Yeah. Again, I'm telling you, if you're scoreboard watching, you have to include the Phillies. Oh, we are. Tim declared, I believe, last night that we are now scoreboard watching. We should be. On the postgame show. So Good. Um, and then just to finish out August, so after those two Mets series in between Cincinnati, it's Cincinnati again and Pittsburgh and then Arizona. Oh. So, well, don't don't get uh, your eyes too big when you see Cincinnati and Pittsburgh back back on the schedule. Well, for us, yeah, for us. For I us. mean, we went one and five against them. So Adam McCalvey's going to join us. Lots to talk to him about the situation last night. Very interesting because Matt Bush was the closer for last night's game. He came in and get the save. Devin Williams not available, and then surprisingly, Taylor Rogers not available. Um, yeah, I mean, Devin was um, just. Didn't we didn't feel like he recovered well enough to, to be he'd pitched four out of five, or I guess it was four out of six days, um, coming into tonight. So we wanted him, wanted to give him a, a, another day to fully recover. Um, yeah, instead of Rogers, yeah, yeah t- Taylor, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Taylor. Taylor got a cortisone injection on uh, Sunday in his in his knee, um, and uh, so we just wanted wanted to give him another day. He's trending in a good direction. Um, felt 
pretty good today, but not not quite there yet. So hope optimistic he'll be available tomorrow. I just want everyone to know they heard that right. That's not a joke. Taylor Rogers had a cortisone cortisone shot in his knee on Sunday. Two on me. No, you can't. You said cortisone. Cortisone. I I, I said one. I said cortisone wrong, and I said injection wrong. Those are two hard, not normal words. Multiple syllables. You got Brandon Woodruff's name wrong. Yeah, Woodruff. Two syllables. That's very hard. Two on me. Go. <laughs> All right. Uh, but Rogers, after the game, said I was trying to keep it on the down low. What? God, I hope the Padres knew. We'll try to get to the bottom of all this. Adam McKelvey joining us, Brewers.com, MLB.com. That will be next. Remember, at Scrub-A-Dub, you can get your car washed every single day, multiple times a day. You sign up for their Scrub-A-Dub Scrub Club, and you can get it for $13 a month, unlimited car washes. Scrub-A-Dub getting some of that national shine last night as Notebook Mike name-dropped Scrub-A-Dub. Oh, did he? He did. See, I didn't listen to that full interview. Oh, yeah. Mike called in last night, Notebook Mike, our thanks to him, on the Zach Gelb show. And he he had a real good, solid uh, conversation with us for a good two, three minutes. And then he just started naming things that you would only understand if you listened to this show. What did he talk about? Did you guys talk about local stuff or national? I had said that... I was wondering about Sean McVay. Okay. Because he just extended his contract or announced mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. he had been talking about possibly retiring. And he's 36. He's got money. He can go broadcast. He can make his life a lot easier. He won a Super Bowl. What's left? And my thought was, and maybe this is because we were at the Hall of Fame and I've really been thinking about that. Maybe he's he's thinking that gold jacket. So maybe, I mean, he's 36. If Sean McVay ended up walking away, he would come back, I think, at some point. They, they miss it. These guys all do. It's an adrenaline and a high you can't match. So they would come back. I tried to quit radio 13 years ago. Look where, look at that. It's just a high. Talking, talking to you guys every day, there's a high that I just can't. I mean, I, I feel at one, the same way that Rogers felt at one with the ocean, I feel at one with this microphone. And the frequencies you can't see. I feel at one with the frequencies. I feel the frequency actually coming through my body. I feel as if I am a radio and I'm the one transmitting. You, you won't understand unless you, unless you did it. Adam McKelvey, Brewers.com, next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 12.50 a.m. The Fan. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea. Brewers have a matinee against the Rays. Looking for the season sweep against the Tampa Bay Rays. How about that? This is the first time Tampa's been here since 2011. All right, we got to figure out what the hell's going on with this team. Adam McKelvey, Brewers.com, MLB.com. They won last night, so there's positive vibes for the morning here. After, I mean, I've just been opening this microphone and freaking the hell out every day. I want to start from the beginning, uh, and Adam, thanks for a couple of minutes here. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm here to help you figure this out. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going through one. This period. I think you're the, not alone. These last couple of weeks, because you've covered the team for 20 years. These last mm-hmm. couple of weeks, has there been a time like this? Because you can be frustrated about the Brewers. You can say this about the Brewers. They've never, I don't think, been this interesting. This is a very interesting time of Brewers baseball. Is there a period to you that you can think that rivals this one, or is this as crazy well, as it's in been? Terms of, in terms of, like, the rage of the last 10 days? The rage, the what is going on, the twists and turns of every day. It's just been insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's 2014 when they just utterly collapsed. And it's, you know... Look, here's what I think about the the hater trade. You can hate it. I do. You can also simultaneously try to have an appreciation for why they did it and then disagree with it. But the problem that I see with a lot of my interactions, and again, social media is not real life. These are just the, the interactions I get besides just texting with friends or talking to friends. Uh, the problem I see is that people are so enraged that they don't even want to attempt when they say, what the hell are they thinking? They don't actually want the answer to that. So I hope as it's calmed down a little bit, you can, I mean, I think it's worth trying to understand why someone does what they do, whatever that the situation is. And I think the key things are this one. I think they're worried that the last month is indicative of what the next couple of months look like for Josh Hader. And if you get tough night last night for Hader, we'll mention tough night last night. Yeah. Not good. 
not good. And even I saw his first outing in, in with Sandy. And look, it's one inning bit, so who knows? He's so good, and he's gotten through stuff before. But let's say, let's just play it out. If the next two months look something like Delight did for Josh Hader, now you're at the point where you have one year left with him, and uh, it's a little questionable. It's a little shaky. And one of the main arguments that I think is very valid, and I have asked this of every official, every scout I talked to, couldn't the Brewers have made that trade in the offseason? Josh Hader for those two prospects. Yeah. Take Rodgers and the Denilson lamette thing out of it. And I get mixed answers, but the answer I hear from Brewers people, they think no. And the other disconnect I think in this is that the Brewers think they got, the Brewers think they killed it with these two prospects. And the fans say they were numbers, whatever and whatever on whatever list. And they don't think they killed it with these two prospects. So there's a disconnect between the, I think the scouts who've seen the players play and the people who are basing it off of, you know, like I, I I don't know who these two guys are. Um, And the only way we're going to know the answer to that is by the passage of time. Mm -hmm. So, I think that every, you know, we all want to have our opinions of this right now. And that's the hard thing about these trades is, is that you, you don't know when prospects are involved, what it's going to look like. Um, the other thing I'll just say is the trade deadline is so often like yin and yang. If you're a buyer or a seller and it's easy to understand. And, and when your team is like the buyer and you do what the Padres did and you, you know, you, you go quote unquote all in, it's really satisfying because it shows your team is like all in they're going to do, you know, we're going to the ballpark and spending, you know, tons of money to, to, you know, get a hot dog and a beer. The team is doing its part to do everything it can to win a world series. What the Brewers did is more nuanced than that. And I think in an emotional time of year, which the trade deadline is, that's why deals sort of big deals happen at this time of year. It's hard to process. So I understand where people are at. There's totally legitimate criticisms of whether now is the time to do it. Um, but, you know, David Stearns, I, the one thing I thought he did a really good job of articulating is that they are not going to go into rebuild mode. They're not going to go to the end with Josh Hader, uh, bid him farewell like happened with Prince Fielder, and then not get, not replenish that value in the system. Um, that's just his philosophy of, of how to win a World Series in Milwaukee. It's to make the playoffs every year and not do the all-in thing and really try to stack your team for one year run and then have five terrible years after that. They're, they're not going to do that. And um, that's the one area where I think you can disagree with that strategy, but I think Stern did a very good job of explaining that that's the strategy. Adam McKelvey, MLB.com, Brewers.com, and an exquisite podcaster, if I may add, uh, <laughs> by the way. Um, so I, we, we, we could talk about, is this the right philosophy? You know, do you want to win a title or do you want to go all in? Or We could talk about that. I feel like we have talked about that. Uh, we could talk about, you know, I could go situation by situation with you. I just, here's, I just want to throw, I'm going to throw a lot at you. And, and this is how, I, this is what I'm worried about over the last week and a half. I didn't like the trade, you know, trade for a bat, trade for guys that can help you, whatever. What I get yeah. the sense of is that there's a level of sloppiness with the front office and, and ownership that I've never seen before. And I'll go through all of my examples. So they yeah. make this trade. Okay. 
David Stearns comes out and he's talking about how Mark and his family, what? Mark and his family never want prolonged periods of failure. Fans don't want mm-hmm. that either. Okay. He doesn't really say like, I don't want that. He, he kind of deflected on Mark. Mark, when Adnazio mm-hmm. talked and you did a great job tracking him down, he kind of was like, I had no idea. I'm so befuddled. I, I had to sit down when I was told that Josh Hader could be traded. This is what you guys wanted. You didn't want me to meddle. This is what you wanted. So Mark's saying that. Mm-hmm. They trade for Denelson Lamette, who they apparently didn't know that he didn't have options or there was a weird quirk no, no, there. No, that's, that's not right, though. Well, then l- let me continue. So this, yeah. th- this thing with Lamette, then they decide there's no room for him on the team, so they get rid of him. Uh, they could have got rid of Jake McGee. Well, they like make Jake McGee. Well, they got rid of Jake McGee two days later. And then yeah. now Taylor Rogers doesn't pitch last night because apparently his knee hurts. I hope they knew about <laughs> that. So it just seems like it seems like there's something going on between the front office where Mark and David are not on the same page. And maybe they are, but that's not that's not what it looks like. And then it just seems like the roster management is at a level of sloppiness that I've never seen before, if you could help me through that. Well, look, and I've needed to be helped through it, too. The the Lamette thing was very confusing to me. Um, the Rogers thing is, I don't know if you say confusing, but it's, it's, it adds just another. It's just been, it, it's been one of those weeks where it's one thing after another. And I think it was, you know, at best, just a very, a, a series of unfortunate events. Just to kind of go one You're by going one. You go Lemony Snicket on me. Okay. Yeah, I tried watching that. I couldn't really get into it. Yeah, I, I never I watched it, it either. I, I just like using it as a reference. Yeah. Uh, they absolutely knew that Lamette was, had, had surpassed five years. Um, I don't think they ever expected him to be part of the team. I think they had a trade that was Rodgers and two prospects for Josh Hader. And then the Padres, in order to say yes, <clears throat> said we want to balance the money for their own purposes. And the Brewers said fine, instead of including, you know, whatever the Brewers were going to send money in that deal. They were going to send cash. Well, that's um, stupid. It's even dumber. That Then they uh, instead picked up this, which then got passed on to the Rockies. That there's too many eyes on this. There's too many. There's too many detail-oriented people that did that did not come as a surprise. So, I don't think Lamette was ever going to be part of this. But they can't say that because let's say every other trade falls apart, and and you don't you're not able to make any other trades. And now you've said, uh, oh, we're going to just let this guy go. This was just a salary situation. Um, now he's on your team. So you can't say that. So they had to like somehow weirdly talk about him as if he was part of this, even if he wasn't really part of their plans, just a bad situation. And it would have been cleaner to not have him in the deal at all. Uh, The Rogers thing. I I know like AJ Preller has gotten into trouble before with stuff like this. He's gotten treatment for this. He says for two months. There's records of that. Tell me the Brewers knew about it. Tell me they had an idea. A hundred percent. Oh my God. They knew about that. There's no, there's no way that came as a surprise because of the sharing of records that happens. Um, but before anybody makes a deal. So I, I, it wasn't to the point where he had a cortisone shot. So that's a new development. It sounds like, like he had been managing it with treatment. Didn't want to use it as an excuse. Didn't want to talk about it. But I mean, obviously, 
you know, this was going to come up because there were going to be situations like last night where, you know, Hobie Milner is pitching in this lefty heavy seventh inning. And it's like, isn't this a Taylor Rogers inning? Isn't this why they got Taylor Rogers? So it was clearly going to come up. Um, and it, and it did last night. So, you know, look, I, I think, I think it's just been one of those weeks where, uh, uh, and then look, the Jake McGee thing is the same and you're absolutely right about that. Could they not just have kept Lamette? He, he pitched two scoreless for the Rockies last night, by the way. Which helped the Brewers. Um, it was against the Cardinals. Against the Cardinals, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he could have given up eight runs and still won the game. But, <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, so, yeah, it's it, I, I get it. I get why there is extreme frustration where this is a, a series of events that it's like one thing after another where people go, God, this and this. And it's like, I think people want to have faith. I think this front office has earned – a little bit of trust. I would, I would hope that someone who's like really a, a, a fair thinking fan would give some benefit of the doubt when they have a bad 10 day stretch like this, but that doesn't take away from the fact this has been a bad 10 days on the field, off the field, on the public relations front. Um, everything has gone wrong over the last 10 days. And, and I, you know, you, we began by saying, is there a stretch like this? I can't remember a stretch like this where people are this upset. And, and it's not just like there's that crowd on social media that's going to be mad. They love being mad and just making everybody else feel mad. That's going to exist no matter what. But, I mean, I'm talking about people who are, like, real real fans. Oh, like I'm, fans getting, who, I'm getting people together. We're going to bring apples into the game and throw them on the field. Oh, geez, don't take, do that. Take, take, a bite, take a bite Come of on. these apples, Dave. Goodness. No, but look, that's one thing I think is really interesting. <laughs> I like because... that Adam scolded me like he's my older brother just there. You're yeah, right. Don't, don't I shouldn't do that. You're right, don't, Adam. Don't. I I apologize to you for even bringing you into that world. I'm sorry. There's been a streaker. There's been a rash of streakers, <laughs> and you don't like to use the word rash and streaker in the same sentence, but there's been a couple of, uh, well, that I would couple not of idiots on the field, too. Yeah, that, that I would not look, do. this whole thing about biting the apple, though, like, let, let's think about that, because I, I really do believe that this is one of those things that it's it's really satisfying to go on to call Bart Winkler in the morning or to email Adam McCalvey and say, I would trade a championship for 10 horrible years. I, I just want the I want the t- I want to see the Brewers win the World Series. And a everybody wants to see the Brewers win the World Series. The Brewers want to win the World Series. But this idea that all in is the way to go. Um, all in does not guarantee you a championship. It does guarantee you those really rough years afterwards. And I think it's, it's super easy to say, I would trade this championship for whatever ugliness comes afterwards because, but Bart, yeah, the tickets are cheaper and I could take my son Adam to better seats. Well, were your callers after the bucks lost in the playoffs this year, were they all like, well, this is this was great. This was a great season. They won the they won rings the year before. Uh, you know, oh well, they lost the Celtics. Is no, I would say there was a lot of. I mean, people were very upset they lost to the Celtics, but it was aided by the victory. We we are. St- I think Bucks fans well, are still on the glow of the championship. I do. I just think that I see. You know, we get we dip into kind of the vibe of these places, towns when we go other places, and the Brewers play these other teams, and like I think. National fan base is really hurting right now and really disgusted. The Royals, even the Royals, I don't know that they really went all in, but uh, they've had a painful number of years. 
you know, it's really, I think I'm just, my point is like, it's really easy to say, I'll take horrible years in exchange for uh, this kind of all in approach for a championship is if going all in guarantees you anything. Um, the Brewers are not going to do that. Look, they're the, David Stern's theory. I said this before. His theory is that to win a world series in Milwaukee, you make the playoffs as many times as possible. And um, they've done it the last four. And, you know, is, is this all a different story if they win game seven and 18 against the Dodgers and get to the World Series, even if they lose to Boston? I don't know, maybe. Is it a different story if, like, that Juan Soto base hit doesn't take a left turn, hit a sprinkler head or whatever in Washington, and take a turn on Trent Grisham? Like, I don't know, maybe. Um, they've given themselves chances, and I've covered, I've helped out enough in the World Series to know that it's not always the most stacked team. It's not always the most all-in team. It's often not either of those things, the team that ultimately wins the ring. And, you know, look, Stern's theory, again, is get in, to win the World Series here, we need to make the playoffs every year and give ourselves a shot. And that's that bite of the apple thing. And it's easy to – it's really, really easy to be frustrated and mock that. And I think there is a – you can have the argument the other way if you want and, and show examples of the all-in approach winning it all. Um, but I, I guess I, I do give some credit for him kind of sticking to the philosophy and knowing there's going to be a big PR hit and absorbing it. Well, help me with one more thing before I let you go, and I'll see you at the ballpark where you'll, you'll be doing work and I will be doing very little, basically getting a free okay. ticket and watching the game. Um I remember at the home opener, Atanasio said something about how we are paying, you know, we we do have a big payroll. We're paying Josh Hader $11 million. Yeah. Which $11 million for Josh Hader, I think the other 29 teams would be like, oh, that's a, I'll do that right now. I'll, I'll, I'll do that right now. Yeah. But he had looked at that like, okay, $11 million for a reliever, that, that might be a lot of money. David Stearns then, you know, he knows this. He knows that arbitration's coming up, and they know that there's a year and a half left on the deal. The quotes that I hear from David Stearns are, we didn't make any outgoing calls, so it seems like the Padres, and I don't know who else called, but it seems like they were good enough with that deal that they didn't need to go any further. But then when David talked, it was like, Mark wants this. And then when Mark talked, it was like, I had no idea. Yeah. Are they not jiving right now? Because I think that would be a problem. Um, well, look, who, how am I? I don't know that. I'm not, I'm not there. I think they're both trying to like cover for each other in a way. I don't but know when they Mark's do that, it's like they're throwing the other guy under the bus. Well, uh, everyone read Mark's comments like that, um, that he was throwing David Stearns under oh, the bus. Oh, we played him. We played him thanks to you. And I was like, oh, geez, this guy's a. I don't think he was. I don't think that's what he was doing. I think he has a great respect honestly legitimately has a great respect for what David Stearns has done um, since he came here. It's been a very solid track record. If if you look at stack David Stearns deals, there are a lot more wins than losses in the deals that he's made a lot more smart deals than bad deals. Um, I do think that from Mark's point of view, I hate playing armchair quarterback with a billionaire. <laughs> like, or at least not armchair quarterback, but armchair psychologist with a billionaire. I think there is some element of like, 
damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. If he meddles and gets really involved, he's he is critic he has been criticized for that. Yeah. If he stands back and lets the front office do these deals in kind of a cold, calculated way that doesn't account for the connection that Josh Hader had with this city and within the clubhouse. And how it would break really Devin Williams. Given, yeah, I mean, they made that deal. No, I mean, they were ready to talk to players. Like they had, they, they definitely told players before the news of that deal broke. So they had that base covered. But I, I think they did underestimate the visceral reaction. So, but, but my point is that Mark, if, if Mark steps away and kind of lets the front office do this in a kind of a business like, calculated way that doesn't account for those emotions he's criticized for that too so there's probably some middle ground that would make people happy but i'm not sure if it'd be when everyone's mad i'm not i'm not sure that that would be a easy place to find well i want to thank you for your time today i want to thank you i mean you've been doing a great job with this i think i mentioned your name seven to eight times a show just in uh you know taking your reporting and and giving it to the listeners so keep up the good work I really think you're doing a great job and appreciate you, buddy. Well, I appreciate that. And this is compli- This was a complicated deal. This is not black and white, buy or sell. This was something way more complicated. And, and like I said, everybody has the right to be mad about this and think this was a bad trade. Um, but do it in a logic, do, do it like, like come up with an argument why you feel that way instead of just rage. That's well, not rage. No, 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 no. It's enough that, rage. Yeah. Well, we got to be mad about baseball so we don't get mad about everything else happening in the world. That's kind of how I look at it. I think that's I think that's a good outlook on our it. brains so aren't meant. I've, the, really, uh, I've really, I've really, I've uh, really come. A, uh, our brains aren't meant to take in as much news and as much tragedy that happens around us every single day. So our brains decide yeah. to focus on something that doesn't matter, like the success of our favorite baseball team. Well, it does matter to people, and that that is a really good thing. Um, which is schmaltzy to say, but it's like it's true that if they're like perennially 85 win team or 80 win team, a trade like this, you sort of go, well, that's dumb, and then you kind of move on and you don't care. People really, this hurt people pretty bad, and, and it means that they really care and they really want a World Series parade. So, yes. you know, for a winning team, it, it'd be, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be so fun. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So wait, you're coming to the, you're going to be in the press box today, or just going to be in the stands? I'll be in the press box, but I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit there. And why don't you come down and grill the Chuck. players? Why don't, why don't I do you that? come down and grill Taylor Rogers about why he's hurt? The timing's not right. I I can't get there by the time the clubhouse opens. It's a whole thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll try to. Do your work for you once again. You've been doing it for 20 years. Why stop now? We talked to Taylor Rogers last night. Actually, you can read his explanation in my story. So. I've mentioned it seven times and given you credit every time. I'm not one of these okay. guys that steals, at least. I give credit. Yeah. No matter what Andrew well, Wager Come steal says. some ice cream toppings and come say hi. I'll see you in a little bit. All right, see you. Adam McKelvey. Brewers.com, MLB.com. On the Great Midwest Bank hotline. What are you laughing about, Shay? Nothing. What are you laughing about? Nothing. No, I, I mean, yeah, you shut up. <laughs> That's my third shut up of the day. <laughs> it's too many. If you're applying for a home renovation loan, you're a bit anxious, breathe 
and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. From Devin Williams to Dexter Williams, the Packers bringing back a familiar name to the fold, Dexter Williams, who was from Notre Dame, played with the Packers, was drafted by the Packers, let go. He bounced around a little bit and then uh, was in the USFL this year. But if I have this right, he was in the USFL. And this is why I watch this, so that I know this is why I watch it, guys. He played for one of the teams. Was it Philadelphia? Did you confirm that? He played for Philadelphia, but only for the last game of the season, which was the championship game. (laughs) So he was not on a USFL roster all year, and then they needed a running back, so he played for them. You know what I say to that? What's that? He was ring chasing. Yeah, he was ring chasing. I mean, yeah, Brady could have seven rings, but what if he what if he jumped in and played for Birmingham for the one week of the season? They would have turned that down? No way. Could have had his eighth ring. Can't take that away from him. Why doesn't he do the XFL? Why doesn't he do the LFL, the Lingerie Football League? I mean, if you're going to ring chase, ring chase already. So Dexter Williams, they've signed him. Uh, Packers running back room is very interesting. I think there's the... Op- I think there's the opportunity they could keep four running backs, depending on how they plan to use these guys. They'll probably keep three. Most teams do. But if Jones is going to spend some time as a wide receiver, which I'm just assuming. I think they'll keep four. So Jones and Dylan are on, and then it would be between Kylan Hill, who's a little banged up, Patrick Taylor, who got some time last year, B.J. Goodson out of Iowa, who's been impressive, and now Dexter Williams. So are those four guys, is it going to be four guys for one spot? And I think the third running back, they'll use them. If so they, I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's. Oh, you're talking about the third running back. Who cares? I think they'll use them. That's the thing. Yeah. If they you, if if they use, like we think they are going to use the two a lot together, you might need to keep two more. Right. Uh yeah. If we think, I just. I, but we'll see. They got a lot yeah, of offensive linemen. Yeah. They need to keep. They, they might keep a lot of wide receivers. They might keep. Four tight ends. I was so. going to say tight end position might be a little, a uh, little busy too. So they certainly aren't keeping three quarterbacks. And I want to talk a little bit more about Jordan Love because we were kicking that around before Rodgers was talking about. And we were just kicking it around, guys. I mean, we we're just kicking it around. But we were talking about Rodgers, and he was talking about Jordan Love. And at some point, I'm just thinking now. At this point, it's been two years. It's a third year. Love's going to get most of, if not all, of the preseason. If Aaron Rodgers isn't playing, then Danny Etling shouldn't play. Danny Etling is an arm in camp. The games, I would like to see Jordan Love go the full 60. There's no reason to play the other guy. To me. So I want to see Love go the full 60. But if you're really developing this guy, what happens at the end? How does Jordan Love's Packer career end? It just ends in a trade? It ends with you saying, no, we're not going to keep your fifth-year option. So play four years and then be a free agent? And then you, quote-unquote, get nothing for him? So how's the love situation going to end? I want to talk about that a little bit coming up here on The Fan. You can give us a shout, 414-677-1250. Tweet us, 1250 AM, The Fan. Talk some more baseball next hour. Will we get a Brewers lineup before... 10 o'clock. These day games we never do. The last uh, last week when you weren't here, yeah, we got it at like 9.45. I just love getting a lineup so I can talk about it for five minutes and close the show instead of just stalling in time to tell you what's going on tomorrow. 
We should have asked Adam if they would maybe ask to release it. Before. He didn't like my Apple idea. No, he didn't. No. 414-677-1250. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.